Welcome to episode 11 of the Bossy Bitch podcast. In this episode, I am chatting with a holistic healer. And before some of you turn me off, (laughs) because I know when we start talking about holistic or alternative therapies, some of you are either going to roll your eyes or you're going to nod and go, yeah, this is me. Um, But what I loved about this chat with my friend Cindy Henderson was that I did play devil's advocate and I did come at this topic from both angles. So it's worth a listen and you never know if it's not something you're into, it might be something you would consider in the future. And the reason I wanted to chat to Cindy was because, ugh, I hate saying it, but (laughs) we're all a little bit fucked in the head these days, aren't we? Like everyone's stressed, everyone has anxiety, depression is rife and like not just in us adults but kids too and it's crazy, like it's crazy that we're all living these highly strung lives and myself included, a little bit nutty, a little bit stressed at all times and um, yeah, I get anxious just as much as the next person. So It was a really great chat to have and I think we make some good uh, points, a little bit funny, and I maybe you might learn something. You never know. You might convert, try a bit of Reiki and essential oils. Um, And also the other thing that was important to me was I think we all think we're doing this self-care. We're aware that we need to self-care and give time to ourselves. We all kind of know that. And I think that we can be thinking we're doing it. So you might think, oh, well, I've gone for a walk or I've meditated or, you know, I've taken some time out for me. Um, But it's more than just ticking that box. And I know that might sound confusing, but I know that we often think, oh, well, I've done that for myself. So tick self-care done. But it's not always the case. It's goes a little bit deeper than that, I think. So have a listen and enjoy. You're listening to the Bossy Bitch Podcast with Elsa Mitchell. Come along with me as I explore all the remote corners of Australia, uncovering success stories from women killing it in business. I'll inspire you, teach you, and best of all, make you laugh by sharing their journey and mine so that we can grow together in life and in business. Mom, have you seen my pants? Mate, get out of here with the podcast. Okay, today I am chatting with a real life witch. She lives in a hut in the woods and she has a wart on her chin. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. I am speaking to Cindy Henderson. And I guess once upon a time, Cindy, you would have been considered a witch, wouldn't you? You probably would have been burnt in the street. Very much so, yes. It's a bit extreme, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) I think some people still want to do that now, though. (laughs) I like to be a little bit over the top dramatic. (laughs) Okay, just to clarify for everybody, Cindy is uh, a friend of mine I've known for some time and she is a holistic healer. So she is into Reiki, essential oils and all things holistic, which... I believe people are getting, you know, up to speed on now and on board with a lot more, aren't they, Cindy? But there's still a few out there that are a bit mm, not sure. Yes, slowly but surely <laughs> we're um, converting them over to the dark side. One person at a time. Yeah. 
Sometimes I think it might be not until something in your life is not working for you and you're, you know, you're so forced to try something outside of the box Absolutely. that then you have no choice but to look to, to alternative therapies. Definitely. And I think that's the way how most people kind of get involved in that. They've tried everything else they can and then they're like, fine, I'll give this a go. And yeah, most of them become converted, which is great. So, Cindy, can you just for our listeners tell them a little bit about your backstory? Sure. So I kind of started my working career many moons ago back in the construction industry, um, working for project homes and always kind of felt a bit restless and disconnected with all of that stuff. And, um, yeah, I've always kind of had different ideas on where I wanted to be and decided one day while my husband was at work that we were moving to Italy, <laughs> which he loved so much, but he finally came around. And um, well, At least he came around because I've, I've decided while my husband's at work sometimes that we're going to move to the Bahamas. But <laughs> not on board, Jeff. He hasn't gotten on board with it, no. <laughs> so, yes, bless him. So, we, um, yeah, we lived in Italy for about six months and I just realised when I was there that I wasn't enjoying myself and that I had severe mental problems and kind of went, no, this isn't the life that I want and, yeah, I'm just not present and decided to come back and, yeah, look for some help and get some therapy and look to holistic um, approaches in that and kind of my journey started from there really, which was amazing. So um, living in Italy just didn't do it for you or we, did you were reflecting on the life before, <laughs> before Italy and went, you know what, I need to make some big changes? I guess it's one of those things where you think if I lived in Italy I'd be so happy because that's where I've always <laughs> wanted to live. But your ship still follows you around. <laughs> I know, but isn't it that thing as well? Yeah, we think if we change something like, you know, your job or where you live, oh, I'm not happy because I don't like this where I live or, you know, I don't like my job. And so you keep making these changes but still on the inside you're still really miserable. Absolutely. You're attached to the inside and that's what you have to do the work on and learn to live happily there before anything else can be better really. And so that's what I kind of realised in those moments of not enjoying the most beautifulest places, not working, my husband barely working, being in Italy with my three-year-old daughter, just wandering this, you know, cobbled stone streets and how <laughs> idyllic that was. Just and sad just like, and lonely. <laughs> I, I, really, I was. It was like, oh, no, what happened here? So. Yeah, <laughs> never mind. We live and I'm sorry, I'm laughing so hard because I'm just picturing you like wandering down these dark cobblestone streets, just yeah. sad and pathetic. No, I'm joking. No, but it's um, true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> so you came back and you went, right, I'm going to turn this shit around. Absolutely. So I, um, I guess even how I stumbled across my my therapy was – you know, written in the stars because there was a sign at the end of my street for a holistic counsellor and I went, oh, well, I can't get anything closer than the end of my street and um, <laughs> it all kind of started from there. I I just I found that and I connected and I started working on myself and started, yeah, just working through all my shit really. 
clearing those mental blocks, right? Yes, we're beginning to because, I mean, don't get me wrong, it wasn't a five-minute, even a six-month thing. I've kind of been working on myself for a good 12 years, I guess. Yeah, I was going to say, when we chatted the other day, you said you, you spent 12 years taking a holistic approach to sorting out your shit. Yes, which came in all sorts. It was it was the therapy. It was delving back into essential oils. It was crystals, meditation. It was all the things. I tried all the things and some things resonated, some things didn't, and I just kind of moved with, yeah, what helped me grow and feel better about myself. Fuck, because I was just hoping, you know, I could attend one appointment and I'd be good. <laughs> Sadly, no. <laughs> Do you know what, though, on this topic, um, I have a lot of friends. In fact, I just feel like almost everyone I know these days has anxiety or depression. You know, we're all fucking stressed out. And one thing I've learned is I think managing that kind of, um, you know, stress and anxiety, it's a, a daily ritual. Like it almost becomes a lifestyle choice of habits, you know, getting up early, meditating, um, people do a, take essential oils or vitamins, herbs, going for a walk, um, you know, getting lots of sleep, eating right. It is literally a daily routine, not just one thing that you consistently have to do to manage those kinds of just disorders, I guess we will call them. Absolutely. Um, a lot of my clients' anxiety is just, it's, you know, it's there for everybody. And it's just dealing with, with that, I guess, in, as you said, kind of taking the time, doing little things every day that, you know, it sounds like a lot to meditate, do this, do that, put oils on, go here, walk here. That can be overwhelming and cause anxiety in itself. But it's one yeah. little thing that makes you feel good. And then, you're ready to try the next little thing and then you slowly, slowly build away at kind of creating this self-care ritual for yourself and, you know, it's it's so important to to be present in all of that, I've, I've found anyway. Yeah, and, you know, I just can't wait for um, sleeping and drinking wine and eating pizza to become like an effective means of managing stress. Yes. Like when's that fashion coming? <laughs> I've tried that one. That one didn't seem to um, work too well for me. So. <laughs> one day, I swear. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, I've gotten completely off track. <laughs> okay, so let's get back to the story because I really wandered off then. Now, you spent 12 years taking this whole holistic approach and you've tried everything. So you found out what works and what doesn't work and – um. On that, you've realized you had a lot of mental blocks. And I wanted to talk to you about this as well because one of the things I have noticed is working particularly with women as a business mentor, I see people that kind of they have everything, the right makeup to be successful. You know, they're driven, they work hard, they're willing to do all the things that you need to do to build a successful business. And it's like there's just something, and I can sometimes not put my finger on it, that I, I can't work it out what is stopping them from moving in the direction they should be. And it's become very apparent to me that it is a mental block. And one, this is where I fall down is I don't know how to help people get past that mental block. Like you want to just say, pull your shit together mm. and just fucking get on with it. But that's not, that's not effective. No. But I guess um, 
I mean, that stuff goes deep, Elsa. That all those <laughs> all those beliefs that you have about yourself um, from just from so long ago, and they're triggered by random little things. You know, you could be four, and someone says to you, "Oh, you know, I don't think that you know you're any good at that, or or is that the best you can do in that?" And then that just sits there and grows forever until you've kind of beaten that out of you like 30 years later. So annoying. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I know. But there is hope. Especially when you're like, you can't even remember what that bloody thing was. How do you clear that that shit? That's exactly (laughs) right. That's um, more more healing, more different Yes, that's when you come in. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So you have now made a career out of holistic healing. But you've had a few career choices along the way, haven't you? I have. So, <laughs> well, numerology-wise, I'm a five, which means that I love 400 things on the go and I have ideas sprouting everywhere. And I've just kind of, I've always just liked to do new things and I always have these ideas and I'll act on the ideas. And sadly, my ideas are like, five, ten years ahead of the curve, you know, there was I was Marie Condoing ten years ago, but that didn't go Fuck. anywhere. I know, right? Oh, don't you hate it when that happens? Yeah, you were the the Marie Condo of what the early two thousands. Yes. But just no one knew it was cool yet. No one knew it was cool and my own fear and mental blocks just held me back from going, Hi guys, this thing's awesome. Let's um let's do this together. I just stayed at home and hoped that people would know that for themselves and then come find me. Yeah, just magically know you were there doing like cool Marie Kondo stuff. i got to be honest, I never watch Marie Kondo. I refuse to watch it because I don't have time to clean out my shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there's something there. (laughs) (laughs) No, there's not. (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. Okay, so you've done a bit of throwing spaghetti at the wall to see what sticks, but I guess as well never really – putting yourself out there to see the ideas into fruition which is definitely something else I see I sort of see two lots of women there's the ones that kind of have the ideas and they want to start a business but they're not willing to put themselves out there at all Mm -hmm. you know they're kind of what you just said expecting people to magically just find them um which in today's today like that's definitely not going to happen because there's so much you know with all the noise online and social media you know it's that's that's a real stretch (laughs) in today's world but then as I see another group of women that are willing to sort of put themselves out there, they're willing to do all the work, but yes, yeah, still facing some blockages. So we're all just fucked up, is basically what I'm pointing out. <laughs> Pretty much in our own little ways, there's always something, isn't there? Yes. So let's talk about you. What is Reiki? Because I know that's one of your big things that you're doing at the moment, and you're doing a beautiful job of it. So can you please tell people what the fuck is Reiki? <laughs> And do you have to wear clothes when you get it done? <laughs> so Reiki <laughs> is a an energy healing practice. Um, so where me being the practitioner, um, place your hands hovering over the body. So you lay on the bed fully clothed, comfortable, and 
the basically the um, life force energy of Reiki will throw flow through me and then into the recipient. So it can can be a little bit hands on. I might touch your head or your shoulders, um, but the Reiki will go where it needs to go. It's very clever like that. So it's about energy, isn't it? Like yes. clearing clearing energy, moving energy? Um, a bit of both. So obviously our body is energy and when we have um, stress and physical ailments and emotional issues, which obviously everyone does on a daily basis, that energy can kind of start to get bogged down and it just stops kind of vibrating through the body and that's what Reiki is for. Reiki re-energizes the body it moves the energy around it gets all the cogs working again and then you basically are energetically cleansed on the inside which then helps obviously the outside because sometimes when we're walking around and it's like real hunched up because we've got this big ball of stress just festering away inside of us or it might be you're angry about something or a situation and, you know, sometimes you can just feel that in your stomach or for me it's always in my chest. I feel like I can't breathe sometimes. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so I guess it's just coming to have that relaxation and get try and get those blockages cleaned out. Is that is that a good, accurate? Yeah, that's probably the best way to describe it. And, you know, my, my biggest passion is the emotional connection to physical ailments and like you said so if you're angry then if that's for you sits in your chest then that's going to cause chest problems or problems within that area so it's a matter of getting on top of the emotions um, Reiki helps with relaxation it gets rid of stress it can kind of balance the emotions and then hopefully that doesn't manifest into physical ailments down the track basically this is something that actually I do. I am really fascinated by, and you know, it's like if um, you're having neck problems, and then there's that. Um, what's the word for it? Is it like the holistic um, meaning behind it? What word, is that the right term I'm looking for? So sometimes um, I can't give any examples because I don't know any off the top of my head. But they might say, "Oh, um, neck problems is associated with um, money problems." You know, things like that, yep. or um yeah so that's um all stems from louise hay i don't know if anyone's heard of louise hay but she was kind of probably without realizing it because we never met sadly my biggest mentor in all of her books because she wrote lots of literature and she basically founded that whole emotional physical connection so your neck is all to do with your throat chakra which is your communication your expression and all of those things. So if you feel that you're being held back by not speaking your voice or, you know, others aren't letting you speak or you're not doing what you want to do, then you hold all that energy in that area. And then that's when, yeah, you'll get tight shoulders, you'll get sore throats, you might have teeth or jaw problems. It all kind of stems from that. So that's metaphysics. Yeah, right. I love that stuff. And I think the reason I'm so fascinated by it is because there's been a few times where, um, I might be in a session and with, you know, um, either yourself or someone like yourself and, you know, you don't even realise you might be rubbing your knee or something because uh-huh. you've, you've got a sore knee and they'll go, oh, is your knee hurting? And then, you know, you look it up and associate it and you go, oh, yeah, that has been something that's been going on for me and it's been true. Yeah. People are probably going bullshit as they listen to it, but <laughs> <laughs> I find it really, really fascinating. <laughs> 
So if I fix my knee, I can fix my problem, right? Absolutely. Well, it's a great start because it's obviously playing up for a reason. And I think the best advocate for all of this is husbands. We can get the men on board and they believe all of this stuff. I feel like I'm, I'm getting there. Do you know what? My husband actually is on board with all this stuff. So I'm quite lucky in that respect. He's probably more on board with it than I am. (laughs) So that's really good. Um, One thing I think that is becoming a really big thing um, is self-care. We're all talking about it and it's huge. I think because of the stress and anxiety, obviously, which just – it almost feels a bit like it's a bit shit, isn't it, that we're all stressed and anxious and we're throwing those words around so much. Like, you know, it's becoming big in the kids, teenagers. Yes, sadly, yes. What is that? Like, you know, it really worries me. (laughs) Like, uh, are we all just soft? (laughs) I think the expectation from life is just to do more, you know, that whole badge of honour that busy is better and I've accomplished 75 things today but, God, I feel like shit and I'm sick and I can't even function around people anymore. You know, it's just it doesn't make any sense to me and it's taken me a long time because I was, you know, very pedantic. I used to be so highly strung and everything had to be perfect and and I wasn't even close to perfect. I was a pain in the ass. So. <laughs> do you know what I love, Cindy? Is that you said to me, you know, um, we don't always have to want to be the biggest and the best and be fully booked out with clients all the time. And you know, you said to me, oh, I don't want that. I just, I know exactly how many clients I want to do a week, and that's all I want. I don't want any more than that. That's my happy place. And I was like, how good is that? Like, why we don't have to strive to be like <laughs> out of control, busy. That that doesn't define always define success you know you've, you're like I know what I, I, is my happy place and of course with what you do and I get this because being a hairdresser for 20 years when you are working with people and you're hearing their problems or dealing with their issues it sucks the fucking life out of you <laughs> <laughs> so when you've got people coming in stressed you know it's hard for you not to take on that energy yourself so I think it's really cool that you kind of have set that bar of what works for you and that's your happy place. Like I think we could all do to be a little bit <laughs> more of the same mindset. But on the self-care thing, as we all know, um, my friend Christy, my ex-business partner, one of my closest girlfriends, she um, is sick with cancer. She's had a devastating diagnosis she had a stage four metastatic breast cancer which is um she now has five brain tumors and she was living quite a holistic life leading up to that diagnosis and she knew that she was really busy this is me the same you know we're working hard night and day doing a million things but because we are so aware of the self-care thing now, you know, she was like, oh, would meditate in the morning and I would journal and I would do some Reiki and, um, you know, she was using the essential oils and she, she thought that she was doing the self-care to balance out the stress. But now she's had this diagnosis and completely changed her life. She says, you know, um, I thought that I was self-caring, but obviously I wasn't. I was still so stressed out. Mm-hmm. 
what is that, do you think? You know, because I'm in the same right now in my life, busy, 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 loading up my plate, but I think, oh, I'm going to do a meditation or a journal or go for a nice walk. So tick, like mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm self-caring. And that's probably you hitting the nail on the head there. Also, it's it can't just become another checklist of must fit in self-care. Yep, did 10 minutes of this. Great. Tick, <laughs> I'm off. Whew, I'm enlightened. And here I go. <laughs> it's... Um, I mean, I've tried that too. It doesn't work. It's You have to stop and allocate at the time. You're giving it the time anyway, so give it 100% of your time. If you're going to sit and meditate, then sit and meditate. Don't meditate and keep one eye open and, you know, check the fridge of what you need to put on the shopping list or it just doesn't make sense. And I guess it's... You have to be present and you have to honour that you're doing the self-care. You can't half-ass it, in my opinion, I guess. You can't fake it. No, that's not one that you can fake it because your body already knows that you're conflicted and so Mm. you're actually then creating, again, that toxic energy by having all of that negative thoughts and you'll even create anger in yourself. I should have done, you know, 20 minutes of this or... I tried to do the meditation and I didn't and you just have to let it go. Yeah, I have such a hard time switching my brain off. Like even just laying and meditating for a couple of minutes, I start twitching. Like, (laughs) (laughs) And meditation is so fearful to so many people because they think they have to be so perfect at it. And It's true. I think that. I used to think that as well and I just kind of – I got into a different place and thoughts always come. Even the best guru in the world will tell you that thoughts come, but it's just letting them go back out again and then coming back into just your breath so that, you know, if you're thinking of your breath, you can't be thinking of something else. Do you think it's harder for women as well? Isn't there a thing where men cannot think but women can't? (laughs) (laughs) Or did I just make that up? I haven't noticed a um, male-female um, differences, but I think it's just who you are as a person. Um, yeah. yeah. But give it a try. Um, give something a try. It doesn't matter. You know, self-care to me, I've, I've written this list of 20 things that make me happy that I do. That is self-care. And one of those things is watching a TV show that I got to choose and I don't get interrupted from, which is a rare thing. (laughs) But that's still self-care. And people will think maybe TV watching isn't, you know, mindful, but it is if it just brings you back to calm and centre and allows you just to be. Oh, do you know what? People ask me this all the time, actually, because as we know, I put a lot on my plate and people say to me, do you ever just sit and just watch TV? And I'm like, yeah, all the time. Like I actually, it's part of my routine that before I go to sleep, I'm like, I just like to watch a show or these days, sometimes it's only half a show because I'm so tired. But that is my wind down is to just put on some trashy TV for an hour or half an hour or whatever. Um, in the evenings because it's my right I'm just going to do nothing and veg on the couch that's my and that's my idea of self-care beautiful see you're a guru and you didn't know it mm-hmm. look at me oh. I could probably start some kind of <laughs> a retreat <laughs> <cult>. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, let's quickly talk about, not that I don't think we can talk about this quickly because it's a big topic as well. Essential oils, haven't they just taken over the bloody world? <laughs> they have. Well, you know, what is that? For good and bad. Um, look, is it just because they smell so good? <laughs> they do smell good and that's not a bad thing. I've kind of, I started with essential oils when it so wasn't cool back in like the 90s. Like everything you do. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go, before my time. And there was like one supplier in the whole city and that was okay. And, yeah, I just I just loved them and I just loved that. I think what kind of reburst my interest was when I had kids and I was not interested in, you know, traditional medicines or anything like that. And I was just, you know, trying to get my kids to sleep and keep them calm and all those things that we like to do for our kids. I think so many people have become aware of how dangerous it can be. Some of the, you know, pharmaceutical medicines for our kids using them all the time now, mm-hmm. you know, we're all we're all cut our eyes wide open to well, actually, it's not good to give your kid antibiotics all the time yeah. and it's not good to be uh, putting that, you know, using those chemicals or, you know. So I think as well, I know the kids just love the essential oils, but tell me this, Cindy, sometimes, um, on you know, like you're on Facebook and I'm, I'm in some of the essential oil groups, um, makes me feel like I'm holistic um, <laughs> just hanging around those people and you know you see someone put up a photo and they're like oh look at my kid had this sore on his leg and I applied this oil for seven days and look it just cleared up and sometimes I think to myself well I'm pretty sure that would have cleared up in seven days (laughs) 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 you're one of those people but. I guess um, we spoke about this and I said, you know, what is your take on that? Because, you know, um, and you said something about giving that time to yourself. So even if you just, you know, using the oils and spending um, a few minutes applying the oils, that's giving time to yourself. Yes, it's it's honouring what's going on in your body because, like I've said, you know, the physical and the emotional is connected. So if you've got a sore finger, then something's going on with you that is the reason that your finger is hurting. So the essential oils, you know, when I give oils to my clients, I just tell them that the ritual in actually stopping to apply them to that area, to acknowledge that area exists and that it needs some love and care is kind of 99% of the healing because it's all mindset. Mm. I do believe the oils work, but I do believe they work in a connected way to the emotions as well. Just throw that one in there. You you did say it so much better than what I said it. And, you know, I I have them and use them a little bit. I'm definitely no pro or guru, so I would not be taking essential oils advice from me, which is why I have people like you on here to tell the truth of it. But um, I run my kids what we like to call a special bath. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when I get out all my oils uh, that are going to make them nice and sleepy and relaxed. And They don't know that, though. They don't know that's what I'm doing. I just say it's a special bath tonight and we pop them all in and they absolutely love it and I swear to God they actually sleep like babies that night. Yes. 
Sleep is also a massive, after anxiety, sleep is the other thing that people come to me for. And yes, I have sleep blends that work really well because that's what people need the most. They need to disconnect their brain and just get some sleep so you can function. But yeah, kids especially, because their little brains, when they start knowing things, they're just a thinking machine. And, you know, that's why they come to you at four in the morning and go, why is the moon not as big as it was yesterday? <laughs> Random stuff that, you know, you don't want to deal with at four in the morning. My son, he's six and he's going through that phase where he needs a Band-Aid, you know, like there's no blood but mm-hmm. a Band-Aid will stop it hurting and you cannot reason with him. You just mm-hmm. can't. You're just better off just putting the bloody Band-Aid on because then he shuts up and he's happy. But until that Band-Aid's on, it's just hell on earth. And similarly, you know, sometimes your kids get aches or pains. <clears throat> sometimes it might be growing pains and you don't know what the hell to do. But if you just mix up some nice oils and rub it on, they it just it's like almost like mentally they're like, yes, you've done something and they can relax. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and they think you've magically healed them, even though I'm like, yeah, I'm just making stuff up here. But again, spending that time with them is what they're obviously craved. It isn't this is a band-aid and it isn't anything. It's I just need mum's attention for whatever moment because I just feel, you know, a little bit lost for whatever reason. And that's why, yeah, you can you can I mean I wouldn't say do anything to children, that's not really nice, but you know, I know my friend used to put this mixture of butter and sugar on her daughter's sores and we we thought she was mental and in the end when I was a bit older she was just like oh yeah it didn't do anything to heal it just made her feel better and we moved on like (laughs) and least essential oils are a nicer way because they smell nice they're relaxing you know they feel calmer they can smell them so it's a beautiful experience of mum giving them the attention giving the legs you know a nice massage with the beautiful oils it makes them feel really warm and fuzzy inside so um, whether it's actually gotten rid of the hurtful legs, who knows, but their mind's gone somewhere else and they yeah. think it has. So, yes. you know, there's definitely something to that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Do you know what all the essential oils are for off the top of your head? Like if I said to you right now, <laughs> what does um, patchouli do? Would you oh, know? Patchouli, yes, love patchouli. Patchouli is very grounding and patchouli is also great for clearing your mind. So mm. that one that I um, put in a lot of my blends because people just need to calm the chaos in your mind. So okay. add that if before I... you go to sleep. That's um, amazing patchouli. What about I wake up in the morning and I'm tired and I want to sniff something that's going to get me some up and go, which is? <laughs> so anything <Legal>. citrus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anything citrus <laughs> because citrus is zesty and zingy when you smell it and it will make you zingy in your life. Excellent. So, well, I won't quiz you on anymore, but you did pretty good there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know those two. Okay. I'm going to ask you, lastly, one more question. And mm-hmm. this is a question I've decided to start asking everybody okay. because it's something that um, – I don't know the answer to anymore. So I'm going to ask you, even though I know what your answer is going to be, mm-hmm. 
Do you believe everything happens for a reason? Yes, very much so. It's a big question. It's deep. It is deep. deep. (laughs) But yes, I do. Yes, I used to and now I'm like, "Mm, I'm not so sure. (laughs) There's something in line for us that we just don't know about. I hope so. (laughs) Yeah, good or bad, it's the lessons that others learn from us or that we learn from ourselves or that we learn from others. But everyone's journey, I feel, is kind of part of our own journey, intertwined, and it's all kind of, yeah, happening for a reason. I like to believe that. It's a good thing to believe, I think. I think so. I think it helps. It does, yes. It absolutely does. Well, thank you so much, Cindy. I don't think that was too scary. Um, And Cindy definitely isn't a witch, just for everybody listening. I know you've probably got this image of her now sitting in a black cloak somewhere, but actually her space is beautiful. I have been there and it's light and it's bright and you go into her healing room, that's what I'm going to call it, and you feel like you never want to leave. And her business is called eight petals and you can find her on instagram or facebook or google um but she has a very limited schedule so you'll have to be super lucky to have her accept her (laughs) accept you into her healing room thank you so much cindy for um chatting with us today and sharing a little bit about essential oils and reiki and holistic healing we might have converted some listeners we may have had some unsubscribe who knows (laughs) (laughs) well thank you so much for having me my pleasure i always love chatting to you okay see ya bye Thank you for listening to the Bossy Bitch Podcast. I am Elsa Mitchell and you can find me at elsamitchell.com.au or if you'd like to meet my friends, please head on over to Facebook and I invite you to join our free group, Bossy Bitch. Bossy Bitch.